Hey, what's going on, guys? Phil here with Podcast 206. Today's guest is Tori, aka Wyrot, as you guys know him in Twitch chat. Uh, he is actually our lead engineer for Mech Commander Mercenaries. We've had him on before, and I felt like it was a good time to have him on again. One, to talk about MCM, but also to talk about MechWare Online and MechWare 5. So, anyways, first off, dude, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How's it going? You know, a little bit. I got my camera now. You can see me, whereas last time it was yeah. like predator vision it was weird I, yeah. i'm not thrown off as much this time last time i was like is phil talking it, it is, is this just a robot what's it going on that was weird dude. <laughs> yeah man how, how have you been how's life uh i mean obviously you're you're is it technically can you say programmer nowadays do people get mad because that's what you are you're a programmer right i mean yeah I, I, my job title is like software engineer but you know i do a little bit of engineering stuff but a lot of software it just depends on what projects we have in the queue at work so so how's that been I, I mean do you have you normally do you work from home or are you usually in the office anyway or uh i was usually in the office i've been working from home since march so it's been pretty routine um yeah. you know most of my stuff is just me coding on a, a single project so i don't have to you know really be too much i just have to deal with you know my boss and a couple other engineers but uh it's not like i have to have a whole team of people to try to coordinate online yeah. so it's not too bad yeah and if, i mean obviously have you noticed a shift in like you feel you're more productive being home or uh, there's that times? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've had a little bit of uh, less free time because I'm, I'm taking my wife into work since uh, otherwise you have to take like, a shuttle bus. And it's like, well, nah, you don't need to be around a bunch of people all the time, like, yeah. or have to walk, you know, from their parking. So, yeah. you know, a little bit of less free time, but you know, I've been getting stuff done. So it's not been too bad. And I, I've worked from home from home before, so it's not really that crazy to me. I mean, just staring at a screen here, staring at a screen at the office, yeah. not that much different. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and talk about the stuff. Obviously, I bounce a lot of things off of you because you do have previous previous experience in gaming, like in in the a little well. You, okay, so <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about that. What did you do in the I guess sort of like the gaming scene? So I was a uh, in studio QA at a AAA studio for like a little over a year. Um, shipped a couple of titles in that role. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of testers. Uh, there was yeah. like a hundred of us at that place plus other facilities. So, you know, it's a little bit different scope than some places, but, yeah. you know, I, I did that and I, you know, been a programmer since then, not necessarily in the gaming industry, but just kind of building on those skills. And I, I'd always wanted to work in the gaming industry when I was younger. So yeah. I'm kind of following it, but, you know, just a little bit of, you know, experience in the industry and around it. So. So yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying is, I mean, usually have a little bit more in depth, and I, I think I, I trust your opinion a little bit more when we talk about stuff because I think you have a one, you have an insider sort of perspective of you've worked for a company as well, in right? And and that, and then also you worked in QA, so I think you know. Yep. The, <laughs> I've seen some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then because you are uh, an engineer programmer. Uh, we're just going to say programmer. I'm, I'm not going to say engineer anymore. It's You're a programmer. Um, you, you understand the complexities as well um, of stuff like when we get into modding and game development. Um, so with that news, let's talk about MWO because me and you have talked in length. Um, we had our own speculation, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, yeah. Because we, uh, off, off screen, we've talked literally for hours about like, I honestly... My my position on MechWarrior Online and PGI was I did not think it made sense, and I said this multiple times on stream. I said it. I think I don't think it makes sense for them to continue development on MWO. By the way, this is all way before the recent podcast. Oh, yeah, this is, 
This is like before Mech 5 even launched, I think yeah. they started talking and about it. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, because it does make sense because like, like they would have to redo pr like a lot. And of course, now we have the podcast and they're looking at dumping resources in. How did you feel after listening to that? Is there anything that like, do you, because like I said, I didn't feel like it was, it made sense for them to, but now hearing Russ basically say why, if maybe financially it doesn't make sense to dump maybe two years into resources behind the scenes, or do you feel like they should be doing both? Or are you just happy with like basically MWO? I mean, so, it's a lot to dissect there, obviously. I've, I've changed my opinion on what I thought they were going to do since MechWare 5 launched. Before Mech 5, I was like, okay, they're going to come out with Unreal Engine, and then they're going to have a two-year dev cycle, and we might see MWO 2. So I was kind of thinking, well, maybe they'll do it. And then after Mech 5 came out, we got into modding and looking at how things work and how that connectivity is and what all they'd have to do to make it work in Unreal and with the Mech 5 stuff. I was man, it's going to be a pretty tight you know, two years to even yeah. get MWO ported. And then once you get it ported, you need the revenue to support two years of development out of it. So how are you going to get that back if everyone's expecting to get all the mechs I own? Like, I have, you know, a couple hundred mechs. I don't want to just start over, right? Yeah. But So there, there's a lot of design problems there that have to address, which we kind of knew was going to happen anyway if they thought sure. about doing it. But, you know, Russ points out, you know, it's two years, and we may not even get the same product out of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not going to be every feature of MWO one-to-one -one ported over in Unreal in two years. It's... Yeah. We could get like quick play and you know most of the mechs you know not a problem that's also but, assuming like you know like naming conventions that's assuming it was just an upgraded mwo you know call 2.0 sure, sure. but like we've also guess, said like i guess yeah. we should couch that with to do any sort of dedicated server multiplayer platform with the mechware 5 engine whether it's mwo 2.0 or mechware 5 online you know whatever it's still you know, two years of development is going to get you that network infrastructure from the back end stuff yeah. and get all the mechs ported that you need to kind of fill those, you know, if you're going to right. port all the mechs. Are you going to have a product that people are going to spend money on then, though? Yeah. Like, are, are you going to draw those people in with it to get them to spend money on stuff they already had in MWO? Yeah. Is it, is it you know, enough better that that's worth the expense? So, I mean, and time, time So I commiserate Morris. with Russ there. That's a tough call. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, timeline timeline wise, we've talked about that. So they have five years, and that started, I believe he said June or July. Um, I was under the impression that the um, the extension ended in December, but he corrected me uh, on the podcast, which was uh, I think he said June or July. So they're already yeah, in there. I think they had given themselves a little bit of time on some of the like your contract agreements and stuff sure. to kind of give them some buffer yeah, leeway. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure. So now that, okay. So we, now we, we have a release date. Um, and again, I talked about that in a previous video, December 10th on steam, uh, and GOG, as well as December 10th launch on steam and GOG. They're also launching the DLC. You heard Russ talk about, um, obviously planning another DLC. He mentioned April and he said possibly two a month. Um, to a year to yeah. a year but then also saying like i mean he said it himself which i think is a, is a no-brainer which is a clan dlc of some sort um, yeah I, they're gonna do it eventually okay. it's just you know when does that fall into their timetable and but what are the things they need to get done before then going back to the mechware online aspect and possibly a 2.0 do you feel any particular way i mean being an engineer i don't know how many they have at piranha games i i know it's not 
an incredible large number, um, you know, so I don't know what the, the credits say at MechWarrior 5, the end of that, but let's just say it's 10. I don't know if that's high or low. Um, that's in the ballpark, I think, yeah. Right, so do you, do you feel like they should do both? Continue development on MechWarrior Online and actually like focus there and get that at least revenue stream going? And also maybe just have a small team of, I mean, again, it'd be a handful of guys like really doing the uh, the structure for, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people realize false host state rewind and how important like network security yeah, is. Yeah, there's a lot more to, to uh, networking code than is in Mech 5 right now. Because if you don't do uh, host state rewind, if you don't do server-side authentication, you, you do have to deal with the just endless cheating and stuff for client side that you have to worry about. And just the, I mean, we see it in every other shooter that we have. Right. So, yeah, I know, I know Russ likes to point out every once in a while, but MWO actually does have some really good network code. And I know people are going to be like, Oh, I don't know. I get, but as far as, you know, multiplayer games go, it's pretty good. And, you know, with mech pacing, it's not call of duty. So you don't have all those like milliseconds that are super important, but it's pretty good for what it is. And it's, it's a lot of data when you think about how many mechs and all this stuff going on. Yeah. And especially, I mean, even light mechs being able to juke and jive and uh, still being able to place a dual heavy goss or dual AC, you know, something to be able to take its yeah. leg or torso out. But so, um, I mean, that's a, a long way from co-op and mech five, I think. Yeah. You know, so how but, do you feel like, are, are you, the initial, were you surprised at what he said? Were you, uh, did you, it pretty much lined up with, yeah, yeah. It was sort of, I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't necessarily think he would, you know, mention like melee or or something. Yeah, like that. I don't. Those are. I, I don't see him I working. Get it. Like it would be amazing if they yeah. figured out a way to make that work, and you know, be a a, a big kind of you know feather in their cap that they're the first ones to do it in like a big multiplayer game. That'd be yeah, a mechware cool. game, not a yeah, no, a mechware yeah, multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, melee in Call of Duty is not that impressive, <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a few things like that I was surprised you mentioned, but. You know, his logic and reasoning behind it is exactly the same stuff we do at contracts, you know, that we do in our office and other places where, you know, you, you really got to look, okay, how many hours is it going to take? What's our return on investment? What are we going to get out of this? Is it worth us doing this? So, you know, that's that's a lot of that stuff that I think gamers miss out on is, you know. Well, and they don't like to hear. Work. You don't like to hear it because you're like, we'll just do it and we'll pay for it. Yeah. Like, no, I got to got to pay for this yeah. hundred employees for well, six in, months in this know. case you're you know a lot of fans are like you literally are admitting because we all knew you haven't done anything for the community for two years and like you yeah. have to show some faith and i think that's a valid 100 percent valid and he even recognized that that's why i was trying to sort of stress like it's a two-lane road you know like you you're asking a lot of players yeah. that you know, I, I would say most have probably, you know, spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So like, sure. uh, just to say, oh, well, we need more money from you. It's like, well, yeah, but you've got to, you got to. <laughs> right. It's, well, a, and, it's a relationship. You know, kind, here. Of, kind of back to your point about, you know, splitting, you know, having some people working on MWO, have some people work on maybe, you know, some MechWarrior 5 backend that could support an MWO 2 or MechWarrior 5 online and also working on your DLC. I mean, that, it's not impossible. It's just one of those things where you're going to have a small, you're going to have a small bit of people from different departments working on different things. So once they get MechWarrior 5's feature set figured out, know what they want to do for DLCs, they can figure out how many engineering hours they need. And then they can be like, okay, well, we really need you four programmers to do this. And then you guys could be working on 
you know, some online improvements. And then, you know, hey, we need a guy over here to do MWO stuff for a bit. But it just depends on their staffing and, you know, how much scope they have for stuff. Well, I think also, too, is how successful has MechWare 5 been for them financially? And what is the Steam GOG launch going to do? Yeah. And because that's honestly, a big I think one. the Steam launch is going to be big. I think it's 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 going to do well for them, I, I hope, anyway. But, you know, based on what you see online and people's comments, I think a lot of the negativity about PGI is people that already play MechWare, you know, people that have been around and, like, you know, are salty about something PGI did or some nerf or, you know, whatever reason they have to, to kind of not get behind and, and support it. Um, a lot of people out there don't even know MechWare 5 is on EGS. They're just, you know, they only play on Steam. They don't look at other platforms. You know, same thing with GOG. It's just people that live in their own little bubble and then they see it on Steam's front page and go, there's a MechWarrior 5? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played 4 all the time, you know? Yeah. So, I think they're going to see a lot of that where there's there's people that just aren't as in the loop as you know most of us mech fans and people that aren't playing MWO are going to see this go whoa yeah what's this well so, that's that's why I mean you have talked of like how important we we felt that getting the DLC out before it hit Steam which obviously it launches they didn't mention any type of they mentioned a bundle they didn't mention a price point for that bundle but you got to assume the game and then it's the, probably 60 bucks right yeah so, or something because I mean, like, the 40, game 50 bucks for the game and then so probably 70 or yeah, something yeah so know. you know that coming out but i mean i you know my only concern with that is um the reality of it is is the 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 experience players had a year ago on launch hasn't changed at all as far as the story and, and you getting into the game of MechWare 5. It hasn't sure. changed at all, right? And so if if you look at all of the reviews that have happened, I mean, one of the, one of the top ones out there, I mean, they're all negative. They're like, hey, if you just like basically stomp your robots shooting each other like MechWare Online, you'll enjoy it. But everything else, you know, and so that's, that's where I feel like... But they did get the, the, the narrative award at... <laughs> I, but, so funny, and but, listen, I yeah. we we harp on their story, but the the actual story in Mech Five is not bad. It's fine. It's the storytelling. You know, there's yes. there's some clunkiness to it, and it's fine. I mean, yeah. they'll improve that as they go, and then you know we're adding career mode in it. So do you even care about this? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you might play a story once, but you're just going to play career mode after you yeah. play the story, right? Yeah. I just you know, like a part of me still says like, I just wish it would have been just this. Uh, you know, like epic experience that you you want to play over and over and over again. Like, you know, and yeah, but I mean, that's, that's what's tough. That's what's tough. You know, I, I think there are people that will probably be. I mean, imagine, you know, if you go back and play one of the old Mech Warriors, there's a lot of nostalgia, but it wasn't good. Is it that, is it that much better? It, no, you know? no, it hasn't held up 100%. Right. And so, yeah. you know, we may be looking at it more as, you know, these old people that we're going to get totally <laughs> hosed for that, by the way, saying that, but it's true. Like, <laughs> I will say, no, and, and like the, they're fun games, and there's a lot of nostalgia there, and that's always hard to judge. Yes, but you know, it, Mech Five could be the game that some little kid plays now with their dad yeah, that used to play Mech Four. So I mean, there's there's some of that there that you know may not be as I think apparent now for me at least. Two was hugely nostalgic, and I have all these grand memories of it because I was a child playing it, and so rose tinted glasses, and like I, you know, your first computer games and all of that like of course those are going to be epic memories but like i i was as i got a little bit older mech 3 i just remember 
I still think Mech 3 is hands down by far the best narrative game. I mean, where they had the voice actor do the mission briefings every single time. And they were doing some cool stuff. Like, it, it was really cool. Now, obviously, they didn't have the graphic fidelity that we do now. But sure. you, could have, you could have imagined the MechWarrior 3 campaign in what we have now. And you'd be like, holy shit, that'd be awesome. Like, and See, For some reason, Mech 3 is just a black hole to me. I don't remember that game at all. You don't remember? So and basically, I, they're I don't coming know down. I skipped that one. Yeah, they're coming down from what? orbit and the dropships get shot down. And like you're going up against the clans. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. I probably gonna... played it, but it was it was one of those games that I just I somehow didn't play as much as Mech 2, I guess. I played Mech a lot 4, of it. So. I played and then I played online uh multiplayer and then Mech 4, of course. And, and Mech 4, I mean, a lot of people like the story. I, I wasn't as big of a fan. Um, but I played the crap out of uh online. I mean, uh, in leagues uh on, you know, of course we had Microsoft uh, Zone back then as well too. So um <laughs> I don't know, man. Like that—that's what's interesting. I mean, as far as the whole, it, as far as MWO, um, you know, we've talked a lot about monetization, and it's funny because I've had a lot of comments um, on the videos, you know, regards to like, you know, like, hey, you're not getting it. You know, faction play is really important, and you know what? You may be right out there, and and maybe I do need to have a conversation with someone. I don't know if you were really involved with faction play or like what are the benefits, I... you know, like. I played it a good bit in uh, Community Warfare Beta, okay. um, and then I, I kind of tried it a little bit um, more recently than that, but yeah. um, I when I play MWO, I'm usually just sitting down for a couple matches and then calling it a day, so it's it's hard to sit in queue for a while and then play a long match yeah. for me, um, yeah. depending on the day, but yeah. you know, it, it's just something I haven't sunk as much time to, because I just play like a couple of quick play matches and be, you know, I'm good yeah. for now, so... Well, but they're I mean, fun. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I just feel like people, I'd love to hear people be imaginative with the responses other than just like, well, yeah, if you don't support faction play, like I'm out. It's like, well, you know, like you, re you're going to have to really give a reason. And like, a, 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 that's what, that's what Darren and Matt are looking for. Right. And, and even myself, like, that's what sucks is like, I've always wanted to participate in faction play. But as soon as it was just Corridor Warrior online, I had no interest. I had no interest yeah. of bashing my head against I mean, the keyboard. I mean, even even beta, um, it was a lot of just stack up at the gate. We're it's, just gonna firing line all day. It's it's purposeful funnels. Like it's it's yeah. this uh thing. And, and I just you know, like it's to me that's to an extent, especially when you play against a good team that's gonna have a strategy to try to get, you know, through that corridor and, and yeah, you know, just, fight you. But it is a little goofy at times because um, I mean, the reality of it is it hasn't been successful. If it was successful, everyone would still be playing. And I feel like well, that's a very important thing to remember. There's a lot like, more than that. There's a lot more than the gameplay that I think hurts it though. I mean, you've got long queue times, so you're going to yeah. sit there forever. Um, no matchmaking. I mean, you, you sure. No matchmaking. Yeah. You can, you could lump that in maybe. Um, but then also like the rewards for playing a lot of faction play, like owning the planets, getting, you know, MC out of them and stuff like that. You only can really do if you're in a big unit, yeah. and so people don't have like with a small group of friends don't have a reason to go in and play. And like, that was yeah, actually get some achievements, get some mech bays. Yeah, but it's a lot of work to get that, and then you don't get the bigger rewards out of it. And that was actually something I pointed out, which was something that was really cool with Eve, which was 
let's just say you have a really cool, good group, but it's a small group. At any, any given time, let's just say you could have a 12 man. But in EVE, the cool thing is what you could do is you could do small unit tactics and go behind enemy lines and subversion and you could be pinpoint. It, in faction play, you didn't have that ability. You didn't have the ability to like, because you were a smaller unit, you weren't one of these big ones, you could like, you know attack a plant you know like there was nothing for a small unit that is capable to do outside of just the normal invasion and of course once they introduced the the regular uh, maps with like uh um you know uh the the drop list um there and that's where i feel like it was it was good finally hearing russ basically say it was a mistake from the beginning i mean that's pretty much what he said as far as the design it was a mistake from the beginning um and that but i wonder what what version he would like to see and like what could you take what's there could you take all the bones and systems and make something that is actually fun sure active uh and and sustainable because like i I, so many people i think just do not that's why every single suggestion i'm like well what if you did an events during the solo and group queue and they're like no you need to keep them separate because there's no point for bigger groups and i get that <laughs> but i'm looking at sustainability because sustainability is where you you're waiting for i don't know however long for a match and it's there's just not really a whole lot of uh, uh population and then you're creating other buckets and stuff like that i just feel like is there a way to keep faction play separate but re reorganize it into something that is actually um, coherent and fun and sustainable. Or, you know, can we turn it so quick play somehow influences it? Not necessarily as directly, you know, involved, but, you know, if you can earn faction rep in quick play somehow, even if it's not as good of a return on investment, and if your actions in quick play for that faction do some kind of bonus in faction play, so it's kind of connected, you're still getting a little piece of it even just playing quick play, you know, will that draw people in if they know, oh, well, you know, I was doing this in quick play and it helped out somewhere. What did that do for me? Oh, well, let's go look at the facts, you know. Yeah. I also maybe there's like... more of that where you you kind of try to bridge them sure. without making them, you know, together. Yeah, I, I can say, like I said, I, I may be completely wrong in saying, like, I don't think, like, I, I don't think there's enough pull right now with faction play to, I mean, in its current state, like no one's you know we wouldn't be having this conversation if it was populated all the time and people were loving it um i also feel like another problem that i I remember bringing this up with darren when it first went live was 24 7. that's a tough thing to pull and that would be interesting what if faction play was event-based and it wasn't every single 24 hours like where you were always in queue it was like hey yeah, maybe I a guess... certain period during the days or certain weekends or something like that the the problem there i think is that the people that really like faction play and that play it with 12 man groups if faction play is not there every day they play are they going to play on those days at all so then are they only going to play once a month and yeah. now they're not going to spend money on it cuz they're only playing once a month like there's there's something like that where you got to kind of yeah figure that out. I don't have an answer to that. I know. Like a, I don't either. A part, a part of me is like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but that's also the problem of like you do have people that really enjoy that, and 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 that's why I'm wondering is like maybe there's someone out there that says they can look at all the systems and say, okay, here's the reality. We do have a population issue. We do have a 
you know, an issue with uh, new players hopping in, getting just raffle stomp, they don't know what they're doing, or we don't like event warrior, you know, a corridor warrior online and stuff like that. So really think outside the box and bringing stuff in to where it's fun and enjoyable. Um, and maybe there's some game modes that haven't been introduced to MWO that could be strictly for faction play as well. You know, like the first thing that pops in my mind is what if faction play was just sort of longer versions, which they sort of are of normal, sort of like, did you ever play living legends as far as the conquest, their conquest mode in living legends? They basically had like two bases. Uh, sometimes the, the uh, uh, living legends, they had more than one base where you could spawn at. Um, but you had like these central sub bases that you could cap and spawn at. And also uh, there was like repair bays and stuff like that. I've always just, it's, I, I just always sort of wonder if like that was, you know, this pull and tug throughout the match of, of, you know, like, okay, well they took alpha, you know, we need to really focus on that. Oh crap. They just took, you know, Charlie over there. Now yeah. they they've locked down, they can respawn there. Now they're putting the pressure now. Oh crap. Our, you know, our, defense right and our base is getting hit okay hey oh and then you do a cool move and you push out and you're, you're able to defeat i just feel like instead of this I just think, linear, I think you, oh, yeah. you're onto something there. there there's definitely game modes that would be you know team versus team that's not just attack their base or defend your base yeah which i think is where faction play ends up quite often other than the normal maps right so yeah. all the all the fancy maps they have for faction player just defend the ogens yeah. right defend the the gun um so yeah i mean like you could see something where especially if they're you know russ mentioned bringing ai elements in yeah i i'm still thinking that a, a mech warrior mobile would be fun but uh don't quote or me at that. least <laughs> at least aspects of it like what you're basically yeah. saying is you're saying like the idea that spawn tanks spawn helicopters yeah. and then try to push those waves into the enemy base and you know fight over very hard targets but you have ai help yeah um you know, could be interesting. And I don't know if that's what faction players even would want to play. Yeah. But it seems like that would be something where you'd have a little bit of a um kind of a cushion where you could let a team that is underpowered versus that big twelve man team have some AI to at least pad so it's not just a massacre, right? Yeah. It's not just you dropping and then getting drop ship drop ship camped. It's you know yeah. you have a base and there's there's some kind of boundaries that you can push. Yeah, and I think some of the other issues too is just like the how the systems are set up and um, the you know capturing a planet or not capturing and the the tug and war and stuff that they've gone throughout the years and that's why I say is I, I feel like that discussion is pretty lengthy and I don't want to just chop it up and say well I think faction play should just go away because no. I do get that there are people that really enjoy it and I want to like if. If they did something like Living Legends at Conquest, but it's like a, you can respawn and based on your performance, you unlock, you know, availability max. Like how they basically did in Living Legends is when you started, you were given like a base uh, C bill. So you couldn't get in the best mechs, right? So it'd be the idea. Oh, of like, it's, it's like Counter Strike, but with mechs. Yeah. You know, you but get, and if you perform well, you yeah, you build up. So, oh, well, I can deploy in, uh, you know, at the time, like the Timmy was really good or whatever. So you could deploy in a Timmy later. And. Uh, but if you just went out there and you got wrecked, then you didn't really earn any C-bills. So, like, that was... Um, so, I just feel like it, I would be interested in that. And it, it's maybe it's not limited to just four max. Maybe it's literally just a respawn mode. And someone was like, 
on common on YouTube is like respawn. This isn't caught. And I'm like, we literally had it in MechWarrior 4. We've had respawn before. <laughs> like what, why is that right. a big deal? Like if it's, and I said, if it's fun, why does it matter? Right. Well, like, and you know, I think there's, if we had the, the players to do multiple buckets, a free for all with respawns, a team deathmatch with respawns where you just bring the same mech, no questions, just recycle. Yeah. doesn't matter. Those would all be fun and be popular, yeah. but you know, they're going to have to slowly move towards that, not just dump it in on quick play. Yeah. Speaking of uh, free-for-all, let's just chime in, I guess, quickly on Solaris. Is there any save in Solaris? I think they could do 4v4 Solaris. Um, and the reason I say that is, if you look at what people want for group play, right? You want to go show that you're a great group and, and play against other groups. Maybe you want to drop in a quick play and just, you know, club seals. But, you know, one of the appeals is, you know, I have this Lance, we're good. And it's not just the 2v2 arena. It's not just one, you know, it's it's big enough that you can have a full game of 4v4 of good players. And you've already got an ELO system. Um, you've already got your mechs ranked out. You don't necessarily have to bucket them out. You could, you know, compress it down and be like, I don't care if it's an Atlas versus a Flea. You're going to get rewarded for playing that Flea as well as you can. And if you win, awesome, dude. Here, have a big prize. You know, so there's stuff in Solaris they could totally save and, and kind of change up the design to make people want to play it without just being a, a game of which mech is the best in this tier. Yeah. You know, and so I think those two things are what I would look for is gotcha. do a 4v4 mode to kind of, you could turn that almost into a comp queue at that point, right? So you yeah. have four man teams and now you're playing other four man teams in Solaris. Yeah, but I think they want eight. It's, they, it's don't, they don't want. They don't want four. Sure. Right. And so. you could do an AV8 in, in that same system, just yeah. in a normal map instead of the, the arena maps. So, so you'd I say like leave the, the mechs in the tier like the their uh, rank one, whatever. I don't even remember. Sure. Like I haven't played it forever. That's how much so yeah, like leave seven. them. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Leave them in the one through seven, but then uh and so you don't you can take a lower class versus but if you win then you earn more rewards or something like and that. even if you lose if you're expected to lose just like elo you know if, if you're lower on an elo score and, and you lose you're kind of already expected to lose so your elo may go up even if you yeah. lost like a, a grand champion but you did pretty good yeah. um you know that kind of a thing so i think there's a little bit of that where you can have fun um maybe even some events that kind of encourage people to play like play the I don't so know. So are you saying organized groups, of course, and or are you saying like should solos be able to drop in this as well, or? Because well, then... I, I think for normal Solaris, like if you're doing one v ones, you know, that's where you would look at that kind of just play silly yeah. exhibition stuff and and make it where the rewards for losing when like like I said, a flea versus a an atlas. You know, if you give that a boost, where it's you can get a lot of stuff even losing. Gotcha. Um, well, your elo may not go up right you know but you could be like well he's a famed fleet pilot that survived getting shot by an ac20 yeah <laughs> you know whatever but then for group and you know if you're going to do 4v4 or av8 or something like that in that same system you wouldn't have to care as much about tier right because you're going to be eloing the teams yeah and you're going to give them maybe a tonnage limit like you do in quick play but now you've got a 4v4 and av8 that you can use for comp play yeah that, that sounds like promise to me um, gotcha. and make that kind of continuous thing. That's always up and available for those guys. Gotcha. And then of course though, with that, like I said, I feel like some of this is just bucket problems, right? I mean, 
faction well, player. You're taking you people that, out. Basically, right? comp queue is just Solaris queue, right? Yeah, but I mean, comp queue. I think what uh, is what's nice about that is, uh, well, I guess they would still take whatever mechs they want, and it is whatever the uh, rank it would be. They don't really care or whatever, right? Uh, I was just sort of thinking of. Yeah. Um, it's just more buckets, and then you take and That's why every single time is sustainability. Like, can you sure. do something where? You know, maybe Solaris is just an event thing and like a weekend. And, well, like and, and that's the, fine too. You know, and like, I, think, I, I don't know, you know, I, you know, if you look at like World of Tanks and I always reference World of Tanks because it's one that I've played more recently. It's free to play. Um, you know, they have events that last, you know, anywhere from like a weekend or a couple of weeks to, you know, here's a three month long or, you know, here's three different one month long events that are all connected to the same thing, but they're different game modes, right? It's not your normal battles. It's, uh, you know, right now they got the one with the the crazy Waffen Tiger, whatever, super tank, and it's asymmetrical. It's one guy versus like eight or something. You know, so they do weird events like that. I think that's where like Matt mentioned, you know, doing a an event queue would be interesting. But yeah, um, it is tough with the buckets. I mean, yeah. you you got to try to figure out how to get those players to want to come and play. Gotcha. But if you don't do anything in any of those buckets, then how are you going to get new people to come in? Yeah. And this is, this is where I don't envy Matt and Darren <laughs> in the sense of you're going to have to sift through all this information at the end of the day, you are going to have to prioritize and like, you know, and because let's, let's, let's just, let's just hypothetically say faction player Solaris wasn't their prime, like in the grand scheme of things, or that may mean someone who's out there that loves those features, it could go away. It could just not get any love. You know, like, I don't know why you'd remove it if if people are playing it every once in a while and you just yeah, leave it, no, whatever. You, you wouldn't remove a feature. You'd always just, you know, hey, it's let not it. Any love. Yeah, let it <laughs> yeah. die. I just let it, Maybe just not let let it, it go die, but, you know, you would look at the metrics and be like, okay, do we put time and energy to make it better or just leave see, it where it is? And... That's a good point. I wonder what are the metric, uh, ma- uh, metrics, matrix, uh, metrics for actual people playing faction play in a given month and solaris versus like just regular q i well, bet you and it's, then it's tiny it, quick quick play has a lot of people in it um by comparison to most i think well you said but, ten thousand also too right he said ten thousand a day well that's that's players per day i don't I know. know if that's players that went into matches like if i just open it up and go to mech lab am i a uh, player or and also you know how many matches do you play that day because charles list does i think you have to play 10 in a day to even oh, register really? Yeah, I think it's something like that, isn't it? Ten in a day or ten in a in a month? Oh, I'm sorry, maybe ten in a month, but yeah, yeah, I, I forget. Yeah, yeah, and so it may not, you know, be a hundred percent, you know, how that works out. But, um, yeah, what I don't you, know. So, what would you do? The other question. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. No. Before I get too far, the other thing I was going to say is how many people actually, you know, they don't have a metric for, it, but how many people that play quick play want to play faction? Me, because I I like faction. I enjoyed the games that I played. Um, it was just hard to get into and took too much of my time to get a match and, and play a full match. Uh, and the rewards, you know, it's like, ah, I'll just play quick play. I'll get through this mech faster. But then or I'll get, you know, better. It goes stuff. by the buckets. And like, if you're pulling a significant amount of people out of solo, you know, and then you're talking about match quality. And then, you, you know, like, again, all <laughs> yeah. of it comes down there's, to if you just had more, more. Yeah. If you, but if you had more people, then it, it wouldn't be as much, you know, sure. like. I asked, uh, there, there's a, some Reddit threads and, and uh, the, the YouTube comments, and I've asked, 
you know, would you come back if things happen? Even one of the uh, uh, old, um, you know, uh, world champions uh, players, uh, Heimdelight, just said, you know, hey, I would come back if they'd made changes, you know, and actually did something. I would right. probably come back. So it it goes it goes to without saying, like, there are people that I think want, you know, want stuff like uh, rescale, want stuff like the skill tree change. By the way, skill tree, I went over this yesterday. You know, like it was so, like I wanted Russ did capitulate. He basically said, yes, it's not off the table. But his his mentality was, well, you're used to it. And mine's like, well, two wrongs don't make a right uh, Two, if it drove people away. Those are the type of things to me, at least as a player, I look at if it literally impacted your player base and you have people. And I've already screenshot a multiple just today of saying skill tree <laughs> skill tree drove me away. And I'll come back if that gets fixed. And I have friends that drove away. It, that should t- that should just be a yes. We need to do something about it. Like yeah, and I don't think they have to change it that much. No, you know, like, go back. I, no, you know what I do? I, I don't think they should go back though. I just no, I do. There, but. I do. <laughs> but not how it was. No, no I know not the like the, not the three max system. Because I don't know if you were there yesterday. I talked about this. Not the three max where you have to have three chassis. Because all they have to do is increase tag a, a C bill and an XP version to unlock each one. But where you had, the, I'm just saying, keep it simple. Go back to what they had, where you had the eight basic column, uh, whatever you want, uh, four elite and then master module slot. And it wouldn't be a mo- module anymore. You just you just give it a, a skill. These can be tied into quirks too. What I'm saying is the problem with, with the previous system, and I agreed with Chris on this, is all the mechs had the same benefits was, it was the just problem in the current system right <laughs> and 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 there's no real choice to it but where i was saying is use the quirks instead of it you know being excel dxl that should just be part of the base chassis and then maybe there is a unique aspect of like a, a flea or whatever that gets a boost and what i'm saying though is it's not based on just assault medium the class of the mech and that's all it was was before so the the problem is if you give 10 percent cooldown to a timby and I'm using that reference because that's when it was back then, you only got 10% on Hunchback as well. So, it, at, you know, like you didn't need to give the Timmy any more firepower. And that's that's where he had this weird pull and tug. And for me, I would say, get rid of that all and have those where it's based on the, the actual chassis. So like the Hunchback maybe has a unique a, a, a quirk. And then uh, the actual specialization for the uh, variant as well and have those tied in and then that way, it's unique. It's every mech is unique. Yes, I understand it's a lot of fucking work, but it's easy to understand. New players come in; they don't have to fumble around because if I, if I eventually unlock four, or maybe you have some a little bit of branching there to choose, like you said, World of Tanks, where you know you got like I can choose, choose between the 105 or the 90 mil, you know, or something like or that. Or I maybe, could get the derp gun. Yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I could get a. Uh, uh, I don't know, uh, the light, you know, um, something like the, uh, where you can go an LB specialty or just a flat out, which one would benefit you, you know, more or something. My point being is the current skill tree is, is I, I know some, which is tough because there's people out there that I think enjoy the incremental stuff. I just yeah, feel like no, it, it was, it's fun it, to level it up too. I don't, right. Nah, I stopped I don't, playing max when I get to 91, like I, I get to 91 skills. I'm like, I'll go level something else up. I don't think it's like, fun. Though. I don't think it's <laughs> no. And, and but, but that, so of, that of that's game theory there, but yeah, yeah. but you said oh. it's fun to just level. So what if though, 
you could get more than like uh, the module slot. I got a mosquito right here. Um, the module slot or something like that mastery slot. Maybe you could get three mastery slots. It's sort of like uh, prestige, right? What if you sure. did once you got all of them unlocked, you could unlock two or three, but you obviously you and and that sort of ties into one their XP sort of. Um, uh, uh, sort of dump and C bill expense, right? Like maybe those cost a lot more, but you're getting maybe two or three extra quirks or whatever specialty mastery stuff that you want to be getting for. I just feel like, regardless, that's that's like my idea, and it may be completely inconceivable, maybe completely wrong. I just feel like the current skill tree drove people away. It's still uh, um, uh, confrontation. Like people still don't like it. And <laughs> yeah, like, like just it's because I like, yeah. I know the, I, I had taken a long, taken a long break from MWO and came back and the skill tree had been implemented, you know, during my break, I came back. I'm like, what is all this? This is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then imagine you, you have 300 max <laughs> and you have to redo every single one. Like, yeah, like that's yeah. just, <laughs> I didn't quite have 300 at the time, but yeah, you know, but I, like, got, I got a few that, now. That's when this came out. And now, and it's just like, again, I feel like, so Kiss. keep it simple, stupid. And I, and my, I feel like my solution would be All right, let's hear it. kind of what you were talking about, okay. except instead of just throwing away what they have and, and going back to that kind of system, you would just take all of your bonuses in a skill tree and kind of get rid of some nodes, but roll those bonuses into nodes above it. So you'd have a much smaller tree to work with. So instead of 91 points, you get down to like, say, 30 or something. And then if you want to make them unique to a chassis, you prune off parts and different sure. branches so that you don't have, like if you want a mech to just be a firepower specialist that is known for just putting out damage, you give it more sure. of the firepower tree. Yeah. If it's known for jump jets, you give it the jump jet tree. And I know you hate the jump jet tree, but you know what I'm saying? Well, that just, just because jump jets need rework too. But yeah, no. Yeah. And yeah, you could take, you could do that. But, you know, like, it's the you, same thing that you're proposing. It's just using their existing system. Yeah. So the programmer logic in me is you no, know, no, no. I work. mean, <laughs> it depends. You know, yeah, maybe, but it, it's that still like the idea that like if you were to, t I don't know, let's just say uh, a top tier mech right now, let IV four or whatever. That would basically say like uh, one. It needs. It may not. It, it may have some firepower stuff, but then it doesn't have the survivability, or it has the survivability and it doesn't have the uh, uh, firepower stuff. That's basically sort of what you're saying is it would have individual nodes. Your skill tree would be specific for that mech and for that chassis and variant. Right. So and, yeah, and and maybe even just get rid of quirks at that point, right? Because if you yeah, have you say the you want the IV four to be a tanky, you know, quick draw. You just give it more of the survival tree and prune out the firepower tree, yeah. and you you quirk max that way. With, but again, that's going to be another complex thing that players are going to have to know and look for, and it's probably too but messy. That's that that's still better. Well, no, I don't I don't think it's messy because one quirks are messy how they're displayed to the player. I mean, really, like if you don't know what you're doing, oh, you got to click more info, then you got to scroll down. You don't know what. That is a quirk separate from what you just added from the skill tree too. That's always the color coordination there. And I feel yeah, like I if it, I wish they had parentheses for like, you yeah, get this or just from the skill tree highlighted or, or a different color. Yeah. Or, but even if you're taking what you're saying, that's still better than what we have right now, because basically you're achieving what we're, we're saying. It just, it means it's a lot of work, but here's the thing is 
rely on your community. And this is one thing that I wish uh, I would have been able to do back in the day with Quirks. I was able to do it behind the scenes. I was able to have some top level players at the time give me feedback, but it couldn't be an open relationship because God forbid, you know, like, you know. I, it's always um, tough. And, you know, because you don't want influence. Yes. Well, it's not just that. I mean, you know, part of the whole industry is kind of secretive on what you're working on. Uh, it's just sure. a, a continuous thing. So you don't sure. necessarily want to make every little thing you do public. Sure. But... Especially like, I don't know. That was, was that with IGP around too? No. Or was no, that no. PGI? Okay. okay. Yeah, it was PGI. But I mean, it's I mean, it's not like you're working on the Manhattan Project. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no. I know. But it's, you know, it's just like, kind of the way the industry is. Like I'm saying right now, like you, yeah. you're coming to the community, <laughs> you're asking, how can we turn the ship around? And stop it's late enough so now like, in, yeah. in MWO's life cycle that it makes sense to be a little bit more sure. public about stuff. You know? Now, if, if you're going to be like, you know, talking about uh, Mech 5, the next DLC, yeah, you don't have to talk about it until you, when you're ready. Like, I get that. But if you're talking about like, <laughs> yeah. hey, this is what we're going to do to faction play to turn turn things around. And, yeah, you and know, it, like, it's a live it, service. And it's it's like I said, it's, it's been a long time in its development cycle. It makes sense to do a little bit more, you know, public goodwill, especially, you know, like yeah. Bombadil talked about. It's not a bad yeah. thing. No. But I mean, out of the things, you know, I've seen for for gameplay, because I think that's super important and, and just you being in the mech lab and gameplay rescale is obviously a lot of people are are, are positive about that uh, skill tree, I think, affects current players and new players. Um, and then, of course, maps and, and, and map design and, and then that sort of factors in with, you know, game modes to some extent. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I I feel like there could be a lot of life for MWO. It's just yeah. how much will how much will they listen, and how much can they listen, and how much can they do, right? And and you know, right. like the timeline. It's what are they going to do, and how long is it going to take? And you know, do you have community buying? Because if they listen to the community, and I'm not saying you design like uh, uh you know, like you'll hear like just listening to top players, they know what they're talking about. You're right. They may know the int- uh, they they may know the intricacies of the systems and be really really good. Doesn't mean they're game designers or like know how to design <laughs> as well. It's like, you know, like I'm not well, gonna. There, there's also a thing that you learn in in QA, which is QA testers are really good at the game, right? You spend 80 hours a week playing a game for work, you're gonna be good at it potentially. So when we did play tests with people, though, what happened is you see that things that are balanced for like normal play are completely unbalanced in the hands of a good player. Yeah. So you take something that takes a high level of skill and does a ton of damage, but it you know it requires a lot of precision. Top end players get that and they just murder anything. Yeah. But you give it to some new guy and they can't even use it. Like but, it's a useless gun to them. But I mean, if if we talk about that breakdown <laughs> in history, the only I'd say the only time that was really applicable was Peep Goss or Peep Meta, right? I mean, that's our sure right. I mean, like skill based, and it's funny because like I didn't see it back then. Like I didn't that like until you go play other shooters and you realize, uh, you know, like landing a sniper shot or, or the ability, like you watch Shroud and he can go and he can take out an entire squad. Like you can't necessarily do that. It happens. My point being is like, if you, if you're walking around in your, your mech and you see four mechs come at you more than likely you're going to die. Right. And it's like, you even see it with like ATMs. Now they're super easy to use. Uh, Lasers are super easy to use point. And you just, you know, like, now the ability to be pinpoint though and hold like your beam, that's where skills come on. But it, it is interesting to where because of the scale issues as one, and then the mobility nerfs, 
and then certain weapon nerfs. I feel like all three of those, it was like a trifecta that just, it slowed the game down, which basically made well, that was that, intent, those styles right? die. Yeah, but I don't, I like, mean, look, uh, I don't think it was the right call. If you now. go back and look, I mean, a lot of what they were doing back then with balance was trying to extend time to kill. Yeah. Because one of the complaints people had was you turn the corner and there's a dire wolf, you're dead before you even realize what it had. Like your paper doll doesn't even pop up for the dire wolf mm. and you just die to quad, you know, ultra tens. Yeah. Um, so there's some of that where they intentionally wanted to extend time to kill. Yeah. But um, now that dire wolf is, is laughed at. I mean, it, that's sure. my point. It's but like, and that's the problem. Right. Part of what they're doing though, is you nerf everything enough that everything's kind of <laughs> yeah. bland I, I and boring. A, and yeah, <laughs> in order to make time to kill longer, you have to nerf everything, right? You can't just, buff everything to make time to kill go down me me and you and i've said this now it's that sort of you know like maybe just maybe that was the wrong thing to do maybe you should have had because back in peep goss and and stuff like that there was just no counter srms weren't good at the time there was no like lrms or was it like rock paper scissors uh uh you know like lasers at the time you you had this you had this just void of a balance and ability to counter that. And it came in instead of making jump jets uh, unique and like the amount of jump jets, maybe a charge or whatever, they just nerfed jump jets. So then jump jets suck across the board, but then they uh, mechs are too big. And so now they're easy to pinpoint bigger mechs, you know, like, and then, oh, you, then you, you smack it with mobility. Like the side torso with ATMs a little bit. Yeah. Which is terrifying. I mean, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and 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 of course I, I guess what i'm saying is like even if you reverted or like changed look at it there are some really good players out there and and that's I, I feel like obviously the carnage would happen a little bit more but you'd be able to pull off stuff as a good player and and that's been interesting playing other games and then coming back to mw also you realize how slow mechs are like really slow. like even faster mechs are really slow compared to like other shooters and movements and stuff but um they're not as slow as Mech Five. <laughs> this is this but, is definitely definitely true. Um, how do you yeah, feel about I mean, how do you feel no, about rescale, like an MWO? So I think rescale would be good to try to like bring that. You know, it's kind of on this line. If they kind of just made it go yeah. a little bit more, you a know, more. smaller overall on the top end, yeah. so that scale happens. But I also think as part of that, if you're going to do a rescale, you should do like an art pass more or less, where you go through and look at okay, what mechs really just have a ton of quirks on a side torso? Can we yeah. do something with art? Yeah. Get rid of that quirk, but make like the it. art better. Yes. You know, or, okay, the hitboxes on this are just awful. You know, we always get, you know, from any angle, you can get the, you know, center torso. Yeah. Can we tweak this a little bit, make this geometry sure. a little bit better? And, you know, that way you don't just rescale everything and then have a new problem yeah. with a mech that now is... You know, out of place in the new scale, yeah. you can go through and, and isolate those it's proportions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if I'm trying to think of a good example, Fafnir uh, is a good one. Uh, the big, you Fafner's know, just, a little, yeah. Like you could, Maybe you could tighten it up just a smidge. Yeah, right? and same thing with the leg or, or any of that because one, if you shrunk it down, it would dramatically help. Same thing with Atlas, but I feel like sure, uh, but it's it's just overall, it's a barn door. Why? It's a barn door, right? Yeah. I and mean, I they did some nip and tuck on the awesome, but it's still. You could, well, that, yeah. that was going to be my next one. Was like the awesome in beta was just huge, and a, a, it was all door, and they added yeah. like shape to it, and it looks yeah. you know way better. But yeah. you know, doing some kind of pass like that, I think could do a lot of good. And it, I would do it as part of a rescale. You know, if, yeah. if you rescale it, it looks fine now. 
sure, you don't touch it, but if you rescale and it still looks way out of place and you feel like you need to quirk it still, maybe do a tweak. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder I wonder again, because if they do that, then you're having to update your UVs, uh, potentially, right? And... Uh, it depends on what they do. I mean, you can actually rescale individual parts of a mech. So instead of doing the whole mech, you know, volumetric to, you know, fit the proportions, you could go in and, and rescale geometry and your art. Yeah. Um well, Maybe. I think they use a script. I think they use a script, or they used a script. Sure, to do, but I'm saying you you do right. the script to get the base scale, yeah. and then you go through and and yeah. tweak the the base geometry I mean, a little bit. It but. it would be huge. Like I don't when I I talk about this on stream, and if you're listening right now, hop in Mechware Online, look at the Flea or Locust, and then look at the Cougar. The problem <laughs> is like, or the yeah. Wolfhound. The, the the problem is like volumetric. I think is the wrong way to look at it. Like that shouldn't have the well. It's it, it's a, what is our fascination with just because something is heavier, it has to be bigger. Well, and, and so that's where it's, it's nice to use it as a baseline. Sure. Where you get kind of a rough gamut. And I think their, their baseline needs to be tilted oh, a little bit. It's like 90 Definitely degrees. smaller on the, on the top, yeah. you know. Um, but once you get that baseline, you can go and look, okay, make those comparisons and yeah. individually tweak from that baseline or give it some kind of offset. So it's not as bad as, you know. Yeah jumping from a 20 ton to a 35 ton and all of a sudden it's you know just huge it's giant target and then you go up to assault and you just uh, yeah it's i just can't stress i think the gameplay implications there are massive and then you top that with a uh, uh, mobility um rework across the board because here's the thing i'm all for engine desync i think it was fine because i think a lot of people uh are and hear me out the issue was you had certain mechs that had engine limitations, so they physically couldn't go any faster, even with the multipliers given by the engine. So don't forget that. So like looking at you, BJ, you know, uh, you know, one, two thirty-five. You couldn't like it is what it is, or uh, the cataphract four uh, X, or or there was certain there's certain mechs that just have low engine caps. The problem is the mobility that I'd given via quirks before that. I don't have the numbers right for me, but they, I don't think they were all the way given to the mechs afterwards. I think Chris took whatever he was oh, doing as far yeah, as his... the engine cap is so low that maybe the base stats are based on a smaller engine or something. I don't... Well, well, like, I think at the Locust at one point in time, it was like 140% increase, like, on Excel because, like, it needed it in gameplay, right? But oh, I yeah, think... especially before the rescale, right? Yeah, it would I, have been but I don't know bigger. what the... I don't know what the number was like in the tool, like in the XML file for that. Like, I don't know what like percentage or a point zero, you know, like, I don't know what that was to represent, uh, you know, the increase. Anyways, I'm fine with how currently engine desync is. I think it's fine. The problem, and I agree hundred percent is that mobility across the board got hit and retrospectively, I don't think it was the right way to go because you, you, basically put a nail in the coffin of anything with any type of disproportionate size uh, uh which is pretty much the cougar and above um anything and, 35 tons is definitely way too big you're right Compared yeah and yeah. so you know and and i think the argument I, I well you know if you shrink down those mechs uh that you know those the the gener 2 c well no i'm saying shrink the gener 2c as well down uh my point being though is like you, I think you'll have to redo quirks across the board. Um, and I would say maybe just arguably, um, it would be a full pass. You do a rescale, mobility, 
and a requirkage because if you shrink it down and you keep the wolfhound with that armor buffs and all that or if you shrink everything down with the iv4 and you leave the size it is with the quirks it has mother of god like <laughs> you know like yeah. it, uh so i feel like maybe if it tied into the skill tree and see how all these like it's a spider web of things like if you yeah, could do no, that it, you, you know it's when you're talking gameplay and you're talking about you know the reason it was quirked is because it was scaled so weird or the art was you know a little bit too large on this side or yeah. you know there, there's all these things that kind of come together and then you've got to try to figure out how to well ivy4 specifically i quirked it because i knew uh no SRM one takes sixes. lrm yeah srm sixes with art no one ever really ever does that it was actually pretty deadly with uh lb 10s and dual ac 10s but then mrms come around and it's not brought down into line and so you've got this super op mech that has been running rampant and it has, it has been op it's been op and there's other examples of that um but it's you know new tech comes out and it's not adjusted for that new tech and it's just you know so. yeah well and i think that just doing a design pass on all of those things and going through and figuring out what are the outliers which ones really just overcorked or yeah. really lost out and just even if you don't do a full rescale if you just go through and address those worst outliers that's a lot of goodwill i think in the community and a lot of positive impact on game balance but the game's not that out of balance right now i think people forget you know it's not a horrible place it's just there's outliers yeah. right there there are things that are just a little little out of the out of the line but they're not it's not like you're just going to take you know what was it that an lrm atlas every game because lrms are completely broken in a lermageddon yeah you know there's no no crazy thing like that going on but just a little nip and tuck on some of those things. I think it can iron out a lot, but it's just a design pass. You know, you, you throw, throw some design effort at it, find it out and then figure out what work you need to do on it. Sure. Sure. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about our project. Let's talk sure. about how's development development coming along. How, what are, what are we doing? Are we doing anything right now? But no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've slowed down a little bit on it um, for a couple of reasons. You know, I, for one, you know, we were kind of waiting to hear what the DLC was going to bring um, and when that was going to come because we had no idea on a release date. Yep. And so we didn't want to implement anything too crazy. And then, you know, the next week the DLC gets announced and, and comes out and you're like, well, i gotta got to fix this now. You know? yeah. So we didn't want to be in that boat. And then we also wanted to see what the future set was as best we could to kind of gauge what work we're going to do on it. Because yeah. um, a lot of the stuff in the DLC is stuff that we've already had some kind of tangential bit of design that we want to put in mech commander so you know they're introducing with the, the quirk system with the yep. do the quest to get the blueprint to do quirks um but we had talked about doing quirks of some sort uh on mechs that are a little bit you know different than that but you know kind of using some of the same systems possibly sure. so yeah. you know some of that stuff that we just wanted to see you know, where are we going to end up at yeah. so we, we haven't don't want to double up we don't want to, yeah. you know, them work on it because they are a bigger, you know, they're going to be able to knock it out. So I would rather PGI do my work for me before I have to go and do a bunch of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, I get busy at work every once in a while. And so it's, it's kind of nice to occasionally just go, I'm not going to touch the mod today. Yeah. I'm just going to go play a game. <laughs> well, I think and because there have, there have been people like, Hey, what's going on? We haven't seen anything. And it's like, yeah, I, I think it's fair. You know, I want to do this podcast, talk to you, of course, what we were just talking about, but like mech commander mercenaries. And for those that don't know, you can download this on Nexus and also the Epic game store. And I'm sure once it goes live on steam, we'll have that 
set up too. So we'll yeah, assuming know. we can we can dump it on Steam Workshop, we'll we'll put it up there too. Yeah. So how's um now that you've had plenty of time on Target, like um how has it been in the modding scene, like like altogether? Um, like? I, I think the community as a whole is learning. Uh, there's still a lot for us to kind of piece together the best practices. I know, you know, people are talking about trying to get a wiki together and get kind of all of our heads to just dump info, which will be good, um, especially you know if we can get some of that done by Steam launch. Because there'll probably be more interest in modding once it's out on Steam and people can do Steam Workshop. Yeah. Maybe get some more modders coming in too. So, you know, if the community can get that together, I think it'll help in the long run. Um, but there's... we've we've figured out a lot of stuff. It's just not always easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of misinformation out there, and I, and I feel like I can definitely uh, tap into you for this because like why? Because we have this in chat. We we had a discussion recently. Someone popped in Twitch chat, and they're like you know they made a comment like uh basically like oh well you can't do this for mech 5 and you were like mm, no you can you can <laughs> I, I well or it was like why isn't there right? new yeah why isn't there new campaigns or whatever or why isn't there new missions or whatever and uh, you know like it's like because no one's done them it, it's not nothing nothing's holding not people back yeah it's because one, there's no documentation. That's I'm glad someone started a wiki. I was thinking about doing it myself. Me and you had talked about that, but like I just didn't have the time to like organize that and keep yeah, that and I, I haven't either. So it's yeah. just when I was like, I'll dump a brain yeah. dump on it once yeah. we get something. But there's no leave. there's no documentation. I sat down with Alex Garden months ago. It'd be great to talk to him again because we still and that's where I feel like okay, Roger that guys. It doesn't look like that's gonna happen. We need to do it ourselves. And if it's through a wiki and a series of like YouTube tutorials and stuff. I think that's great. It's just are people are modders able to do that? Um, because like even of just like adding a weapon or like someone's added a, a a mech, like why isn't that documented so other people are like pumping it out? You know, I, I like, think that modder that that started those just hasn't sat down to write down the process. I think they're planning on it because they're going to try to do. I think he's part of that Project Winter War mod. That's stop being selfish. Post. Let people <laughs> know. So I, I think they just haven't gotten around to, ah, to doing it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't written any of my stuff down for the community either. Yeah, so. but you you're totally like like that's yeah, the thing. I respond like, to the, all the time. Yeah, um, Discord. Like you're. Yeah, I, I try to be active because I am one of the people that is actually a programmer during the day. Yes. So uh, when it comes to doing stuff in Blueprint, it's not quite not quite programming, but visual all the same scripting. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's all C plus plus in the background. It's just visual and does and some I, weird stuff and i feel like you you do have an up on a lot of people when it comes to that because like and i've told you like even if i hopped in to learn visual scripting i don't have that background yeah. knowledge to visualize and, and even it. with my knowledge and and coming from being a programmer there's still stuff where i was you know the first couple of months i was like wait how do i do this very basic thing i do in c all the time and i have to kind of refigure out oh well i just got to look at it a little different and now this yeah. makes sense but you know, it's just a little different to pick up. So uh, obviously we, we can talk a little bit about of our, um, and by the way, to clarify, uh, we'll, we'll do the typical, all these things we talk about in Mac Commander are possible, <laughs> going to change. These are just ideas. Some of them, obviously, because we haven't implemented them, but you know, we, you know, we mentioned quirks. We mentioned uh, uh, metagame systems in the past, like the uh, uh, missions themselves from the different type of missions to the uh economy equipment salvage all those those are things that we're going to dive into and changing in mech commander we have been waiting on this dlc because uh it does uh, impact some of those things where they're already developing and then like the quirks 
Um, let's talk about the quirks a little bit because it's coming out for the DLC. Our plans, one of the things I always felt like uh, was, is there's a problem in MechWord 5 and Battletech by HPS and even, even the other mods of mechs really aren't in, like, they're a dime a dozen. Uh, you get them, it's like Pokemon, got to collect them all. You just, there's nothing really unique or tangible. You just get it, it's the shell and it's, there's, and I just felt like how, you know, and I was challenging, like, let's, let's think about this and we sort of came to the same conclusion differently and you'd already documented the, the quirk system that <laughs> we're doing basically. That's sort of like, and the reason I, I, we laugh about that is because I just hadn't read the updated part that he had updated in, on, our, on our design doc yet. And I was like, are you reading the design yeah, no. right yeah. now, Phil? Yeah. I just so, wrote this. <laughs> because like, it, it's so tough because it's like, what makes, you know, in, if you're living in the Battletech universe, do you, you know, like, uh, are there qualities out there? Like, you know, you got different manufacturers or, um, you know, what makes your Marauder special compared to another Marauder? And um, we sort of dove into that. So can you talk a little bit about what we're going to possibly, and I say possibly, we should be able to do it. We are going to do it. Assuming that the quirk system in the DLC is as moddable as I hope it is. So PGI, please, too good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, so kind of what we want to do is have quirks be a few different things, right? So there's a permanent chassis quirk, which is basically going to be um, this mech is really good at this thing, or it's known for this specific, you know, being good at or bad at or whatever, that's just permanently tied to that chassis, regardless of what, you know, you do to the mech. Uh, but then there also be some semi-permanent ones. So things like, um, let's say you did repairs in the field with a repair truck. Maybe we get a negative quirk even that said, hey, this is patchwork armor. It's going to cost you money to fix the hodgepodge of armor we just welded to your chassis in that mission. So next time you're at an industrial hub, if you want to get rid of this, you know, penalty to repairs, you need to spend some time and money to remove this quirk. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, and then, um, you know, the normal quirks where you want to just upgrade your Mac or, or whatever, or maybe you did take it to a factory and like, hey, could you refit this and maybe put Indo steel on it? Maybe that's a quirk now instead of a piece of equipment. It's something where you've had to go to a factory, you've had to go, hey, I need to do this improvement to my mech, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then it sticks with your mech until you know something gets damaged or blown off or whatever. Right. I don't know. Right. So you're saying the like... The idea that you can add or remove quirks depending on what situations happen in the metagame. And sort of like the idea of like the conditions of the mechs too, like that are out there that you have these, you may find a early on, you may find a Marauder and be like, oh, this is awesome. And then you notice like, oh, this Marauder is beat to shit. Yeah, what? it's like, uh, it's, it's turn rate slower. It's got some glitch with yeah. the PPCs. So it's, you know, like, you know, yeah. So that's kind of this idea that, you know, even in real world scenarios, like I'm sure with your tank in, in, you know, Afghanistan or Iraq, you know, after a few months of just being out in, you know, normal use, wear and tear, stuff starts to get a little weird. Like, oh, well, on this one, you've got to got to knock three times and then pop <laughs> yeah. the clutch and then turn the key. That's so you true. Know, those actually. kind of like yeah. stupid things you have to deal with with an individual piece of equipment. Yeah. Maybe you get, you know, oh, well, your engine got critted. So now your turn rate is going to suck until you can get it fixed because I had to bolt on some crap. Yeah. You know, this happened, this happened, this happened. So now you've got this kind of character. And then, 
oh, well, I need to go to an industrial hub because this thing has eight negative quirks. I need to go get some yeah. of this fixed. Because like how we were looking at it too, you want to make it so that it feels like there's a reason. Because like right now, you just hit repair and there's... Yeah, and sure, you, you get know. a penalty when you're in, an, uh, eh, in a war zone. You don't care. You make enough like... Well, yeah. until you're in like the level, was it 15 or whatever, the top end where it's like triple cost. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, that kind of hurts. But yeah. what we were talking about is instead of being a cost where you're in the field, it's more that you're going to have to like you know, weld some stuff together that normally is bolted on, or you're going to have to use the wrong size bolt and hope it holds, yeah. you know, all the stuff. Cause you're in the middle of a war zone. You're going to improvise a lot of things. So, you know, maybe if you're doing repairs there, you've got negative quirks too, yeah. but that's just delaying that cost until next time you go to an industrial yeah. hub. But so that being also so kind of tying, in, and make it more yeah, interesting. tying in reputation where, okay, let's just say you, 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 you had a campaign of missions that were really tough but you have good rep with Davian. So when you go back to the industry hub, there's not this super crazy, or maybe it's just, it's a, at cost. I mean, that's, so that's where it's like the economy aspect, the metagames of, uh, to where we're, we're sort of looking. Anyway, so that's intriguing to us because like, I just felt like how the, the mechs and Battletech and, and MechWarrior, they just didn't really have any, it just didn't feel like you were in Battletech, like, you know, where... Yeah, if you get a Marauder, it's a Marauder. Yeah, because, so. like, when when you're talking about it, like, in the novels, if you're using that Marauder and it's got holes punched through it, when they're talking about patchwork armor, they're literally just, you know, Hold using... Yeah, steel... Pl yeah. yeah, like, but that entire piece that, you know, because the mechs are built modular, would have to eventually be replaced. So the only place you could do that is at, you know, a repair facility that has all those, you know, things and you know, um, again, it gives purpose to like maybe doing multiple missions in a row, but like, you know, is that worth it? And, you know, we don't want it just to be like this, um, just about money. It shouldn't just be about money too, because like, what if you find a really good Marauder that has really good quirks? Like, it's like, it's like, holy crap, this is like better than anything I've seen before you know, you're going to want to upkeep that. And that's a rare mech, right? And that sort of ties into their rarity thing as well. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, you know, we talked a, a little bit about the uh, salvage system, how what I, I'm not particularly fond of the salvage system. I'm not s fond of it in Battletech either. What are your thoughts on that? And like, you know, so what would I you like do the, to change? I like the idea of negotiation points first yeah. off and i know hbs tech has a little bit of a similar system kind of where you have sliders but the idea that you know your reputation with the people you're dealing with is you know gives you options in a contract negotiation is good what i think would be better is if there were more options in that bar right so instead of always just dumping all of your points into salvage you had uh salvage you can choose random percent salvage where you know, okay, I don't care what you give me, just I want some percentage of what I kill. Yeah. You know, maybe you can dump points into that too. Um, so the idea is adding a little bit more um, possible options in that list um, so that you have more reason to spend negotiation points sure. um, and make you make a little bit different choice than just salvage, always salvage. Yeah. Um, and then on the back end, when you do finish a mission, like I said, if you can choose some salvage and then um you know you just get a random assortment of whatever's left um percentage wise um that that would work great i think that solves a lot of problems that mech 5 has but the other thing is you know with the negative quirks we just talked about 
if you salvage a mech but it has eight negative quirks it's not you, you don't have to have 20 freaking salvage yeah. points to pick up that assault mech you can get yeah. you know a much cheaper assault mech but you're still gonna have to pay out the you know wazoo in the end or to get rid of all those quirks or you don't get rid of the quirks and you just use it as right. a, a an awesome economical it's slow and it doesn't turn very well, but it's got three PPCs yeah. and that's all. I mean. Like it's, it, it was free. But it's a long-term and... investment, right? So sure. if you were a Merc out on the, the periphery and you found an awesome and it was in really bad shape, you'd still use you it. Would definitely cart that thing on yeah. and carry it around and yeah. get it up and running. But you'd have your mech techs on it all the time, trying to get it to, you know, yeah. do that a little bit more. Yeah. So I think that's a system where you can, you know, open up salvage a little bit on mechs, sure and and let people play around with it more because yeah. there are a lot of mech chassis in in mech 5 yeah. you know tlc is adding seven new chassis yeah. um so it'd be nice to be able to play more of them right yeah. especially in mech commander where you can drop 12 of them yeah maybe more, more. Yeah. yeah yeah so we also talked about with uh maybe unique items like where it's a one use um sort of with quirks too where you know yeah so you know kind of what i was talking about with like endo steel where you need to go somewhere and get you know a quirk applied to give you more free tonnage kind of thing. Um, so like double heat sink kits. I think instead of having double heat sinks and single heat sinks being salvageable, you just get this double heat sink kits that gotcha. you can swap on as a quirk. So basically. I think this 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 leads into another discussion, which is yeah. it sounds a lot so, like a, a different mech lab. Yeah, it does sound like a different mech lab. Um, <laughs> Surprisingly, really bring that up, Phil. Like that's uh... yeah, imagine that. It's like we've talked about this too much. Um, no, so we we had talked a lot about trying to you know kind of him hawing about maybe doing a mech lab, but with you know reloaded and Merc Tech, they both have pretty good mech labs. I mean, you know, Merc Tech kind of swings towards tabletop, and then reloaded goes more towards MWO. Um, but you know, those are still just here's your, you know, 12 slots in each component and, you know, do the thing, right? Add an engine, whatever. Um, so what you and I had talked about is trying to actually diverge more from tabletop and MWO and go more towards what if we were looking at just Mech 4 and trying to make that the best system possible, right? Like what, what would the modern design equivalent of Mech 4 be? Um, yeah. And this actually so spawned from discussion of MechWare Online's MechLab because MechWare Online MechLab, they did something unique where they took the hardpoint idea, but then they used Canon loadouts. And then of course we had hardpoint um, bloat uh, depending, but they took a step back in some regards because I felt like it went back to just the min-max nature of crit slots. And the, like, it does sort of, uh, it, it sort of, not shoehorns or it sort of places like Indo and Pharaoh in these weird balancing mechanisms, but in Battletech, they would just be straight upgrades. It would just be cost right. and availability. And whereas if you look at Mech 4, what they did is it was a checkbox. Like if you wanted to include more heat sinks, you just include it. You, like if you wanted to include um, I got a mosquito on here, um, ammo, ammo didn't take up crits, but you could still have ammo explosions, of course. But it's like, why not just, you know, like on the weapon itself, just tick, you know, more ammo and it'd be, me, it, it takes up a tonnage. This weapon, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and it got, the discussion was what did, what did MechWare Online do right? And what did 
you know, previous titles do right or wrong. And like Mech 2 and Mech 3 is just basically based off of the tabletop build rules. So it leaves a lot of problems at very, uh, very, uh, you know, um, uh, especially variations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but Mech 4, ha- it did have unique th- things. Um, and then with that too is like, uh, you know, outside of that, like gyros and like their impact, because we're playing Mech Commander, like we have some unique capabilities where it's all RNG to some ex- extent, but it's it's fun stuff to where you can you can make this mech feel alive and and I feel like that's another thing too is like um, that there's more there's layers to the mech and like there's things that happen like you said negative quirks like where it may influence and sort of give a mech a character you know some type of character to some extent yeah. until either you repair it or you know maybe it's a good character and. Um, so I don't know if we've committed to that, but the reason I felt like it was pretty important to bring up was because compatibility, like I just feel I've, I played reloaded. Uh, it does not fit mech commander well, and it doesn't fit. The, the enemy composition of reloaded is very yes. hard in, in mech commander. Yes. And when you rely on AI and AI, that's another discussion, but like, and then I switched to Merc tech and I like stuff, but it went too it went two down the rabbit hole and I, it was like, you know, like, uh, he does have a, a, um, Merc tech light version. Light. Out of that, yeah. Yeah. Which but, uh, might be checking out if you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's, uh, there's, it's just not our vision. So it's like us utilizing right. someone else up until we get to a point of saying we are going to have to cross over. And so we're just, we're just letting you guys know if you play Mech Commander Mercenaries, there will probably be a time where, you know, it'll be our mech lab and it'll override others. And and we'll be sure to keep the versions that don't have that on Nexus. Yes. So if you play on EGS and all of a sudden an update, you know, breaks compatibility with a bunch of mods that you like, uh, we'll leave the old versions on Nexus. So it's not like you yeah. are out. You just won't get the new updates, which... Yeah. Which you know, sort of sucks. Sucks, but, but like, but that's the thing is like we're gonna eventually have to do that, even when it comes to AI. Like AI missions is another cool thing. Um, that's actually another reason why I'm sort of way down DLC two, which is the beachhead mission opens up and has uh, multiple objectives, which is yeah, well, be those, awesome. So the the secondary and optional objectives already exist in yes, they already um, did. Mech five, they're already in the like the campaign missions, I think. So they just did well, and they didn't implement it fully in all it, of the it's not procedural Im- stuff. It's not implemented in procedural at all. Yes. So part of the reason I I really am looking forward to getting it is so I can look at the beachhead um, scenario generator in Unreal and see what you know Dave and the gang came up with for doing those secondary objectives and see if there's you know some knowledge you can kind of read off of what they did to yeah. implement our own stuff. Yeah. That's where I was hoping they would document that though and release that. Like Yeah, I mean cuz that would just make everything easier. I mean obviously, you know, I don't think it's practical for it because we've had a few people ask about like, well, why aren't you just doing a big story? It's like there's like three of us, you know, four of us, <laughs> you know, like, like you know, with yeah. one doing the majority of the work. Like that's if not If this was my full-time job and yeah. I you know, worked on it 60 hours a week, yeah. we if still wouldn't a, have full yeah. campaign. Now there is a, apparently, supposedly, again, we we talked about that other project. I, I'm assuming they're doing stuff. They haven't released any information. So I, as far there, as I know, they have some like gaming industry experience on their team. So we haven't seen. Maybe. I have no idea. 
All I, I know is know. right now it's vaporware. We were kind of secretive too, but ours just didn't take as long to get out because it's. Well, you know, yeah, but I mean, we, you know, like I just didn't want to. I didn't want, you know, I talked a little bit about it, but I wasn't gonna release something until we had something playable, and so we set right. a deadline and said, okay, yeah, this is this is the way to go. But like, um, and I think this is important of like, what will set MCM apart from just being like RTS MechWarrior Five because that's basically what we have right now, and you know, so then adding uh missions um one of the issues i have with a lot of the missions is they just they don't feel like it's set in the actual battletech universe like and and what i mean by that is like actual like like if you're doing a defense of an area right one enemies aren't going to drop drop ships on you because they're super valuable they don't want to lose them well right? they might once in a while <laughs> once in a while sure but, but not every and then, you know, if you're doing a defense, basically all it is right now is like imagine a square and it drops it on this side and it drops on this side, drops on this side, drops on this side. And that's not, you know, it's it's all those systems we're going to be looking at of hopefully altering because I don't think they've altered much other than I know they're redoing their um, basically the unit selection process for what units yes. you go up against, which is big. I just don't know if it will be what like we're looking for. Um, it'll be interesting to sort of see. Well, and, you know, I know um, a lot of what he's talked about it in the modding chat, uh, Dave from PGI, that, you know, they're they're trying to get it so that the factions have a little bit more unique balance of mechs, right? So you run into, you know, was it Curita has dragons. Dragons. Like, you're going to run into those yeah. more, right? Um, and so that, that system already exists in MechWarrior 5, but because... Of the way battle value works out, you always see cicadas because they're yeah. everyone has them and they're you know Spamming cheap them. battle yeah. value, right? Um, so that's something that I know they've they're going to adjust. Um, but we don't know what all else that's going to do. Um, but it could you know make a big change if they really sure. you know get it dialed in on what you run into and how much of stuff you run into. Yeah, because uh, the base game you run into just so much stuff. Yeah, so much stuff. Well, our, ours is a little bit different too because you have the top-down view yeah. you physically you can <laughs> yeah you can see stuff and you can see stuff pop in too so that's something that i'm sure we'll look at because uh, just the missions themselves you know we were talking about the uh mission names and what they are like uh you know like assassinate i do think you brought this up is maybe assassinate you don't have a whole lot of salvage because basically your idea is you're landing on potentially it can't it doesn't have to be all of them let's just say you can land and as long as you destroy everything before you extract you're you know like that, that's a part of the secondary objective if you destroy then you can have salvage or whatever but like if you're landing to take out a colonel and as soon yeah. as you land and you, you like one it should be operated differently too like as soon as you make contact or like they're aware of you whether it's some type of sensor towers or you do engage and like you have within a minute to destroy a mech before they get up a message something like that whatever it is one the target should be notified and either they're trying to extract him or her or whatever or they converge on your position to try to destroy you so like one of the things that you were bringing up was what if uh once you hit the target, you need to get the fuck out of there because if you don't, they're landing reinforcements that you're not going to be able to... Well, maybe you could... You're now the assassin target. Yeah, you're now the target and you need to GTFO. And that sort of goes to like the secondary and tertiary and other type of like... It just... When I play the game, it doesn't feel like 
real life. And what I mean by that is like how real military or like how like if you're taking on an objective or like it doesn't feel like a real situation. And I feel like that's another thing is like call that the military guy in me, but also just of like it like as soon as they get contact, they would be calling to their buddies, letting them know like AHQ, hey, we got enemy forces here. We need immediate reinforcements or we need a renovus at this location. Well, or, some you know, of them would. You know, there's there's in Battletech, you know, there's gonna be yeah. some colonels like, Oh no, I'm I'm way better than yeah. these measly mercs. Sure. You know? But I mean, that's the thing is like if we had in Mech Commander, uh, the original game where it's like, hey, just FYI, if you take out those uh power generators over there, it cuts off their comms. Or if you take out those satellite dishes, it cuts off you know, like we don't have any of that in the current game, and that's something where we're you know would be great which is like what if you do hit that installation over there uh that cuts off there and it gives you like a five minute window or a 10 minute window but sure. just you know or those are the type of things i feel like that along with defense along with all the other game modes Warzone, like we want to bring those game modes to where it's like oh shit and obviously well, the and, and to make them a little bit better for rts mode yes. right because yeah. One of the things about having 12 mechs available is you don't necessarily need all 12 of them to sit at a defense objective. Yeah. You know, if you had an assassination target in a defense mission that would give you a bonus or either a bonus payout or a, a bonus in defending the base, you would send a, a lance to go kill that guy, right? So there's some especially of that where... Especially oh. if, like, you hit a target and the target starts fleeing, and so you do need those faster mechs to... Right pursue the target before it gets to the edge of the or it's you know hey go rescue this artillery battery that's under attack and go go kill the targets in you know two minutes yeah well okay i got a light lance go yeah because that could that could be uh, a defense mission too where you actually have and that's the thing with our our game is you're going to have up to 12 deployable of your own but potentially even more because like you can control mechs and vehicles already that are on their blue forces uh there's nothing stopping us from like having as long as you're keeping those artillery safe, you can call in artillery. Or as long as you're keeping that uh, air radio traffic, you know, uh, building up, you have air support every once in a while, every few minutes. Like we have that ability. It's just there. It's just not in the game. And that's where I feel like the game will turn into like from RTS MechWare 5 to, oh, crap, this is actually a completely different experience. Yeah. Well, and I think the Beachhead actually is a good example. You know, they... In the video they've shown in uh, with Chris, I think, and yeah. originally when they were showing off some of that, they showed a beachhead playthrough, and you know the targets destroy these towers uh, to get reinforcements, and then a friendly dropship comes in and drops, you know, just random mechs off. It's like, oh, well, you know, the mech commander in me is like, yeah, all right, yeah. give me more stuff to play with, awesome. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of potential in that to to kind of you know make that more RTS friendly. Yeah. So. And be and because our RTS is a little bit more um, grandiose, like I think we could do some fun stuff where it's like, yeah, there may be bigger battles because like you've done some fun stuff with like just spamming, you know, urban mechs and like Jaegers. But I mean, you can have quite a bit on screen before things start. And I'm sure there's performance and stuff that we may look yes, at. There, but, but, especially if without uh, the right uh, performance mods on. Yeah. Yeah. But but even I'm hoping that fix comes in that uh, DLC because that it, it should be uh, they yeah. they already fixed on their end I think so yeah, yeah. so uh, but I mean imagine like an actual legit where you're part of a bigger like you're this mercenary's hired you're small I mean twelve mechs isn't anything but imagine if all of a sudden like 
during this defense mission, you had an entire company not join you, but walk through your area. Like they're going to like, that would be freaking cool. Like, it's like, you know, holy shit. Like it's the freaking 12th Donegal guards or it's, it's, you know, the wolf dragoons, like they're, you know, like, you know, that, those are the type of things. Combined arms, you know, massive scale battle would be amazing. Yeah. 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 Especially when you're in that, you know, top down view and you, you know, if you do some of the uh, visual enhancement mods, where everything's just going crazy yeah, yeah. It, it could definitely be a lot of fun yeah um i guess uh we talked about mech lab we talked about uh i guess what are is there anything that you're really wanting if, as far as modding scene you know like access to or a feature or is there anything that you've you've just been like oh man i wish we had this <laughs> other than just like their c plus plus you know like so i mean yes i would i would love to have their source code just to do whatever i wanted but that's not going to happen um no there's a few systems that i know that i've i've talked to alex and and the folks at pgi and some of those are things that are going to be opened up in the dlc patch for the editor so like um it, it gives me access to a few tools that i need to fix mason's ai which is huge because right now we have this stunt double and it works yeah. But there's a bunch of bugs because it's a stunt double and weird stuff happens. Yeah. So, you know, that's something I'm really looking forward to is that next editor update with the patch uh, for the DLC so that I can go in and fix some of those things okay. uh, that we just don't have access to right now because they're systems they never intended, you know, to use that way. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things like that. And I'm sure if I, I sat down and thought about it, there's a bunch of systems would be like, well, I wish this had this, this, and yeah, this, yeah. you know. On the back end, if only you guys would have done this one programming thing, it would have made my life a little easier. Sure. You know, but uh, we have access to do a lot of stuff. I mean, we can, you, you could basically make their DLC almost in the editor right now if you really just had the time and energy and people. But, um, so I mean, yeah. why, why do you think there's such a, I guess, uh, un, like a break? You know, why, why is why are so many people out there think that that's not possible? Is it because they just obviously ignorance? They just don't know. But like, why do they? Where is it coming from? Because like, what when I talk to you, it's like pretty much anything's possible, Phil. It's just you know, like yeah, we may run into yeah, you and know, the, hurdle, a but like, blocks, but they're not. Sure. They're things you're going to run into after you've done a big part of a project. Um, I think part of it is you know the initial launch. There was a lot of stuff that wasn't open. Um, so a lot of stuff with like how mechs handle and some of their stats and, and adjusting some of those things, you couldn't set in a blueprint. You couldn't, while the game's running, change a variable, you know. Um, so some of that's been opened up. So I think maybe there's a little bit of a disconnect where people heard initially that you can't do these things, but now you can. Yeah. Um, and then also a lot of people, I think, wanted, you know, like a level designer. When, well, you have Unreal Engine. It has a level design tools that you could do Everything. anything you wanted in, yeah. but you can do anything you want in and you'd have to learn how to do right. those things it's not like the old mech commander level editor where you just click 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 drop a couple units start yeah. that'd be you nice know, that'd, be, <laughs> that'd, be that'd be amazing nice. that'd be amazing um but someone would have to make that and that's that's just a lot of development time for them uh to throw at it um it'd be cool though but be, um, well, i mean i guess that just comes down to documentation and like just people understanding that I mean, because I've seen rants, you know, you know <laughs> who you yeah. are, you know who you are out there. 
um, so of just certain people who spent more time modding than me are still salty about things too. Yeah, but, but also the fact of I think because you're a programmer, it it you're you I, look, I at look at it, you yeah, do look I, at it differently. Yeah. Um, and I also, you know, I've been on the industry. I've I've worked, you know, on my own projects where things just aren't to that level because I had to get this thing done. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm a little bit more forgiving than probably the average modder anyway. Yeah. But you know, a lot of the stuff is just, you got to sit down and do it. And it's, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, and then like when you want to make a new mode or a new, you know, mission type, whatever, um, it, it's a complicated system. It's a whole procedural level generation system. Yeah. It's not, you know, holding your hand at all. It's, it's what they had time to make for their own internal tools. Yeah. So you basically have to um, kind of reverse engineer what is going on in Dave F's brain, <laughs> you well, know, and, and poke once in a while, I'm like, "Hey, Dave, what and does this do?" That's the problem, is because like, if you join the Discord, it, someone's probably done or similar to what you're doing, but it hasn't documented. So that's where I feel like the wiki is so important to like get those things yeah. documented. And then I, I wish PGI would just, and I get it because it means time. It means, but I mean, time and effort, yeah, money. Would you rather right? have you know PGI yeah. writing document or fixing or, but that, game. so then the argument could be made of hey look guys would you rather them do that or we can just take the burden under the i mean and that's what a lot of mod communities do is they just yeah that's what they do um so i i think well, that's the biggest kind of where you know pgi is a hard time telling you how to do it because doing it internally they have access to source code and they can just go do a thing that we can't do in the editor is easy so you know, some of that where, like, I'd asked Alex for some help. He's like, well, you can do that right now. I'm like, well, no, it doesn't work. Oh, it's fixed in our version, but it's not out in the editor yet. Yeah. So it's a little hard to do that, you know, when they're actively developing stuff, too. Yeah. So, you know, us, the community taking it on is a good thing. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's another big hurdle is you're having to learn an engine. But I guess that would, that's, it's powerful because there's so much you can do but it's also daunting because you're hopping in and if you've never done anything like that um what are some resources i mean other than joining i guess the mechware 5 discord i mean from your point of view so what i did to learn but i'm a programmer so again take this with a grain of salt is i just started with a regular unreal engine before mech 5 was even out i just looked and like okay what i want to try to do what's some simple stuff i can start building now just to learn how things work in Blueprint. Like, it doesn't have to be anything related to MechWarrior 5. You could just go in, like, I want to make a third-person shooter that does this, and just learn how those things work in Unreal. There's a lot of great YouTube tutorials out there, both that tell you how to do a whole project that I think uh, the folks at Epic put out, or Unreal Engine, you know, they're on their uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and then also there's a bunch of just, like, I want to know how this particular Blueprint node works. You can go Google it and you'll find a YouTube video that's done by probably one guy <laughs> yeah. that goes through and tells you exactly what that function does. Um, so there's a lot of resources like that out there, but really just, if you want to learn Unreal Engine, start a small project in just regular Unreal Engine. Don't even worry about MechWarrior 5 yet. Yeah. Just go, I want to learn how to do something yeah. uh, just to get kind of your feet wet and, and learn what the engine can do. Sure. Um, and follow some of those video tutorials. And then once you've kind of got an idea of, okay, this is what blueprints do. This is how Unreal does things. It's easier to go to MechWarrior 5 and go, okay, if I'm expecting that this character or this player controller does this thing, 
where is it in Mech 5? How does it yeah. work here? And what did PGI do with it? And then, it's a lot easier to go, you know, that instead of just diving in feet first. And if you're already an expert, you need to reach out so you can join our team and help us with Mech Commander Mercenaries. So, yeah. <laughs> like you're a 3D modeler out there or an animator or both or a texture artist. Or uh, if you're a programmer, yeah, you know, like again, reach out because I'm sure it'll help. So yeah, and I've had some people reaching out to like, you know, how do I learn this? Can I, you know, what can I do to like? Well, I'm like basically what I just told you, just yeah. go do some tutorials, learn Unreal, and then then worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there is st some simple stuff in Mech Warrior Five editor that if you just want to learn what PGI did with Mechs, you can go in and do that too. But yeah, learning I'm Unreal just... Engine is good. Like I said, unless that uh, individual um, did that, was it the thug? Um, I'm surprised we haven't seen more, like I said, because like I get it to some extent, it's a lot of work, but even if it's just bare bones, like a simple texture or whatever, and just the reuse the animations from other mechs, because like, like some of them are quite similar, like the Cataphract and the Timby, pretty much the same animation. Uh, they know? actually did use cataphract for i forget now i've seen so many different mod things because i'm in the, the mod discord and stuff too so i see all sorts of videos but people definitely reuse animations on on new mech chassis i think yeah. someone was it oh, i don't remember what i want to say because i don't i don't yeah. know what it was now but you know there's, there's definitely some of that going on yeah and i think a lot of you know when i look at mechware 5 to me the replayability is a big thing obviously with mech manner but just even if you were to look at it from the whether you're playing a mod or not, I'm just saying like the quest, that's another thing that we're looking forward to is the quest uh, additions from uh, Heroes of the Inner Sphere. Um, it's like 50 new, you know, whatever it was, the quest lines for the Hero Mechs and the Quirks and so forth and so on. Um, I think that'll just allow us to do. And another thing they, they talked about was the um, containers. The, what you have in the so tutorial, the, the containers. You and I talked about like, man, they have the system and it's kind of there, but we should use that in Mech Commander. And yeah. now it's going to be, now it's I don't gonna know if it's going to be part of the, the DLC or the free update, I'm not yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's certainly some opportunities there if it's yeah, got loot in there. Yeah. You can do some stuff, you know. Container, sort of like Mech Commander, or like we talked about, like you've got so many planets that aren't used, like, but what if there was other like boring stuff or like search or I don't know, just stuff like you had to. <laughs> Go check on a, I don't know, some mining outpost sensor or something, and like. There's totally you know, not lost tech on this planet. Maybe yeah. you should go check it out. Yeah. Just, I mean, I think just depth and and you know the infantry are obviously another uh, thing coming, and uh, that is actually something that we sort of touched on recently, which is um, will you even be able to see him? Because if we if we are not using reloaded, we may we may depending on and I think they use a script too to shrink the mechs down, so we. We might dive into that because the mechs may just be too big where infantry would be so small you, they wouldn't be well, any even if mechs get smaller you know you're doing this bird's eye view yeah. so there's already stuff where we get into level of detail looking kind of goofy on like bushes yeah bushes become 2d at a certain point stick man running around just like <laughs> so i don't know what the infantry will look like in in rts mode and you know it'll be interesting to see and then you know do you take control of them? Do you yeah. have a UI that, because if there's like 70 infantry on screen, you're not going to have 70 little oh, boxes. Oh my God, on yeah. Screen. yeah. You know, you're going to have an infantry box that has 70 on it that yeah. ticks down as people die. Yeah. 
But uh, you know, what are you going to do with them in in Mech Commander? And, well, that and brings up. Well, that brings up like I was mentioning for a three D artist out there or someone that does that. There is a huge need and want for more vehicles in the in the game, like just for a variety of reasons. Like, and I'm talking about like looking at modern day infantry fighting vehicles or tanks, main battle tanks, APCs to missile See, carriers. No, I think APCs right there is is that would be cool. Make infantry way better. Right. Is all of a sudden I forget what it is. Is it like a hover APC that's like stupid fast in BattleTech? I forget now. Uh, but I mean, think of it like the Bradley. I mean, you'd yeah. be able to, or like an LAV pull up. But I mean, tanks also too, I feel like get sort of shafted. They're really super easy to destroy. So that's one thing I'm sure we'll look at. And also, by the way, we're not going to discount you not having the ability to own said vehicles and use said vehicles. I would like to do that system. (laughs) Um, We we had talked at least about doing reinforcements where, you know, you have your mechs that you can reinforce with and then have a few other options where it's like a vehicle company and, you know, a dropship full of mercs or something, you know, some options would have a cost benefit, you know. It may be you're limited because you're on a leopard or maybe you get a union later. I mean, we don't really know yet to that, so we can't commit to that, but like, there is a union in the game, and and I do have a button that drops one down. Right, so you know, <laughs> but, like you know, there's there's some work to do to make that a a full fledged feature. Yeah. So or even yeah. like defense missions or like sabotage or you know stuff like that. Yeah, so it, it's just tough because it's you know got all of its turrets, and then you have to figure out okay, how do I do health on this? And yeah. it doesn't have a destruction animation, I don't think. So you have to go figure that out um, if you're going to blow one up. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. At least I don't well, think it has. Maybe PGI has it hidden somewhere. I haven't seen uh, it, but I don't. Th- <laughs> well, it wouldn't because I don't. We, yeah, nothing in the campaign ever had that. But well, man, we've got obviously we're we've got a date now, uh, December tenth, that comes out. Um, I don't know. Did they mention if the editor is going to get updated before? Do they? Um, not? my speculation is that the editor update will drop either that same day or later that week. Yeah, or sometime because I think last time they did a big update we got a little bit of a delayed editor update. I don't remember now for sure, but so before, before I forget this, why, uh, what makes our mod unique as far as not being broke by like stuff like this is easy. What, what did you do when so, you're looking at it? Like, because I feel like some other people are like, ah, oh, I'm dreading this. Part of it is that our mod has a lot of assets that I've made either copies and modified and they're not overrides. They are an asset that, PGI doesn't replace when they update. Um, so we don't override as many assets as like um, Reloaded does. So there's like two or three classes that really are pivotal um, that I'll have to touch up whenever they do a big change. But like all of our UI and a bunch of other stuff is just off on its own, um, including our player controller that has most of the bulk of like how RTS plays. Um, that's my own file. It's not something that PGI did. And then I overwrite a file that instead of going to the Mech Warrior one goes to Mech Commander. So I just have to over fix one file to replace all of this, you know, RTS stuff. Yeah. So it's just structured so it's not too bad. Um there's a few spots that can really kind of hurt because we do have some overrides in a few places. Um like I know the scenario generator um to make it so the AI can capture objectives is something I've had to do. 
So I'll have to redo that fix, but it's a very easy fix. So, you know, some of that's just, I need to go through and do the work once the editor update hits and make sure, sure that I get all the new updates and fix the yeah. new updates with our changes. But gotcha. it's not as doom and gloom as some projects would be with a ton of overrides. Gotcha. Because uh, if you were overriding, I'm trying to think what a good example would be. Like maybe if you're overriding the mech class, like Merc Tech and Reloaded both do, uh, now all of a sudden you've got to deal with quirks. So they probably did a bunch of work there. So you have to take their new file, port it over, and then take all of your code and dump it back into that file. So how would you approach that though? Like if it had to do with like, if we're going to be doing mech lab, and like, are you just going to create your own as well? So it does the I exact same? probably going to derive a class from it uh, and do some voodoo maybe. I don't know. I need to look at the structure and see if I can actually make it. So instead of using their base class, I use my own classes based on it. I got to look and see where that's all yeah. hooked up. But it's the idea that like that way it doesn't get screwed up basically yeah. it, as much, at least it, it, you don't yeah, have as much, much things tied into each other. Yeah. That's the goal. And that's, that's part of just programming. You know, you, you always try to kind of compartmentalize and encapsulate everything as far as you can. Now, some of the stuff I have just been lazy and not done that with, but sure. um, you know, that's kind of the goal is you want to make it sure so that this little chunk that I make is my chunk all the time. Sure. And then I just fix this little bridge over here that connects it. Yeah. So and of, of course, you know, PGI, I mean, Russ basically said like, they're not doing anything with engines. So like you can see, they're not going to really mess with mech lab much. So that's good. But quirks is touching a lot of those files. And if they yeah. do something so else, the, really the kind of central file in MechWarrior five is derived mech. Uh, that's what holds your, you know, your loadout, all the mech lab stuff, like everything touches that. So the quirk system has to be integrated into it somehow. So depending on how PGI did it, could break a bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's one of the reasons, like I think Navid and uh, maybe Magnum are kind of you know nervous about it. Yeah. But since it doesn't touch us, I'm like, oh, okay, no big deal, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be until fine. We, yeah. Then yeah. until we do our mech lab, then well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But well, and until I figure out they broke some other thing that I need to fix and yeah. spend hours doing. But well, I mean, know, it's just you know, it's what it is. It is what it is, right? challenges another you know but well hey man um i just want to say thanks for taking the time i mean like i said i felt like i i wanted to talk to you because we talk all the time about the mwo stuff and of course that being tied in with mech 5 um is there anything with mech 5 that you'd like to see that hasn't been a feature you know added oh man something? that's tough i it's a good base, and I think there's a lot of stuff that they could add that would be good. Um, I I want to see just more kind of reason to work towards getting you know mechs. Like sure. it seems like there's no end game. Like the the end game in the story is go do the final mission, sure. but there's not like you need to have all these assault mechs sitting around to go do anything else, right? Like maybe so. gain a planet that's now your ownership or. Or, you know, uh, get a union or, you know, if, if I was going to do it all proper, it'd be the client invasion. And now, oh, your end game is just fighting the clans. Can you survive? <laughs> you know, or yeah. can you come out on top? Something. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. you know, there's there's no Some real pressure. Game. Yeah. Right. Just something to, to keep you playing after you've accumulated all that stuff other than just Pokemon. Because yeah, I mean, you've talked about that. Like, what is the reason for playing other than like, like, and. But I will say, like, there is something about, like, the revolving door of, of like, 
for our game in particular, we don't have a main character. Like we hope to get rid of Mason as far as like the ability to have just mech warriors. And maybe they have like, it'd be great if like maybe they did age. And so you did, you know, have to, maybe they retired or maybe like if mech warriors died more often, like, I don't, I don't think I've lost one yet, like ever playing. So it's one of those where like, if it's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. If mechs and mech warriors rotation and you have this cycle of, you know, maybe they're getting old and they need to retire or like, you um i don't it's sort of the micro game the and the the meta as far as behind the scenes like yeah there, there's a lot of stuff that i could see would benefit there of like having a yeah like what it what is because i mean if if in reality if it was real life the thing would be uh to get to retirement age and not die right <laughs> i mean really like it, if, if you're like involved in if you're a merc Right, the time, and that's another thing is like, uh, because you're traveling all the time, it could be like, my character's like seventy five years old, you know, blah blah blah. That's not out of BattleTech scope because people get stupid old and yeah. all the fluff and uh, lore. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It, it there's a lot of stuff I think they could add, and it'll be interesting to see where they go with like their next DLC because I don't know what the, I don't think it's gonna be clans in April. Like that's mm. that's way too soon. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't allude to it either. He well, said no. That, he said, you know, eventually doing clans, sure. like, yeah, uh, obviously that's a thing you're going to do sometime, but I can't see that being April. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious as to what they're going to do next. Cause I don't know how much else, because the seven chassis they're adding are just well, in the, the other NWO chassis that fit the timeline. Yeah. Or the only thing I can think of is if they do a damn good job at an actual campaign, like a, an additional like quest system that's really deep and really good or or do they just throw out you know a whole dlc of just quests okay. there's no but good like, ones crazy feature. just yeah a bunch of handcrafted that's, missions and, and i said this during the podcast like the difference between hps and, and mech 5 is like you could go talk to your engineer and he'd give you information it was almost like an mmo right like you go talk to the you know and we don't have any of that Fahad is this lifeless, soulless. <laughs> would thing you want void. to talk to Fahad more, Phil? No, and also, to, but yes, I actually would if he like. Why do you fucking talk like that? Like you know, but it's it's broken down in the 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 uh, text they wrote for the for the building up, right? Randall Bills wrote them, and apparently they were good, but there's no context. Like the same thing with Rihanna. Like they have character art. I've seen it. Make the characters look like that. You know, like. Uh, Unreal has some really cool mocap. Mo By the way, Unreal has mocap that you can use your phone to capture. So like, there's really no, like you don't have to go to a huge studio to do it. Well, like, there, there's now going to be a tool in NVIDIA, right? Isn't that one of their things they announced with uh, uh, 3080s? I don't know. Their, don't their know. new software it has a, a camera-based mocap. I mean, but like <laughs> you can make Fahad and Rihanna, like, I just feel like there's what's the reason of having the dropship that was never fully fleshed out. I just felt like it was like, um, are pretty, and but that's RTX all pretty. Yeah. But RTX, uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I just it's feel like, pretty. uh, I, I don't use it most of the time cause it's, you know, an FPS drop, but I just, I, you know, if you give reason for the, like, having a, I don't know. Uh, we've talked about this before, like how down the, sim sort of aspect do you go like you have to manage food and water and you know <laughs> uh, you know oh well to take off you know, you know hydrogen 
yeah, your your dropship needs uh some hydrogen. Well, we're gonna have to wait. You know, like it's not like how far down do you go to the you know mercenary simulation? I think some people would love the shit out of that, and I think some people it's would. Trail. Yeah, yeah, like the the nuances of like interpersonal relationships with the crew and like well you know like um i don't know battletech uh, bta does some really cool stuff and that's one thing too is like if you piss someone off maybe someone comes to visit you on a mission that you are not expecting or maybe you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time and you have to make a decision you know because eh, that's not looking good but space a tnt has sent collectors after you <laughs> yeah. good luck I just, yeah. that's where I feel like the depth of the, the gameplay, especially that's why I say different type of vehicles, because like, I think if you can add vehicles that have unique abilities and aspects, you know, I mentioned the whole smoke previously, like if certain mechs or all mechs had the ability to have like uh, some type of chaff or smoke, but when you do that, enemies can't shoot you and you can't hit shit, but it's maybe it's a tactical thing or Maybe there's uh, uh, vehicles that can start like deploy mortar team or stuff like that, you know, and start those type of things that like, I just feel like depth of, of what's happening, you know, on the battlefield. Same thing with like VTOLs of like, you know, yeah, so. Well, and certainly in, in the mech commander view of the world, right? Those yeah. things are more interesting if you can click and deploy a mortar than you know, you're driving in a mech and all of a sudden one of your vehicles is like over there shooting mortars. That you don't see you know yeah. it's just not as fun from a cockpit but for mech commander it makes a ton of sense like that you would what if you physically had to, oh i actually physically have a artillery piece it's like a mobile you know 155 howitzer sort of thing <laughs> but no like it's a vehicle but you have to position it it has to deploy but it's vulnerable you know so Maybe like for polanya when you do yeah, that too yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is like, that makes sense. Like, it's not just this magical thing that you always get. It's like, no, that's a physical asset. You want to keep it safe. So, you know, and, and those are the type of things. Yeah. It's expensive. Like, eh, you know, um, that's why I feel like, yeah, yeah. Um, tanks and stuff and, and max. I don't know. There, there's a lot on our plate and a lot of ideas. Um, that our, our design doc scares me a little, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> goes on there's a lot of stuff i think we can do with it and there's a lot of stuff pgi can do with it so hopefully as as they release new dlcs we get more you know options for us maybe some ideas and vice versa even who knows I, it'll be interesting you know especially with our artillery where the ui is on the ground are we going to be able to use use that right off the bat we have a different i mean yeah yeah I, I assume I think it'll look, I think that ability will look really cool from our perspective. That's, that's one thing too, is like, cause you got a better, like, oh shit, you know, like, yeah, I think that'll be yeah, cool. It seems explosions. like it could be a little bit awkward from first person just cause there's, yeah. you know, it's on the terrain and yeah. you know, are you going to see it or not? Yeah. But certainly from, from RTS view, that's going to be interesting. It, when you now, play. It's going to suck is when your artillery gets hit, you know, on a mech and you're like, oh, I forgot to tell him to move. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> But that's like, yeah, I don't know. That'll be, uh, I, I think that's one thing. When you play the game in MCM, you're like, it's almost like the game was meant to be played like this, you know? And, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. But uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. We've been talking for a bit. 
Thank you again for being on here. Sorry I kept you up. Are you sure we're doing a podcast or is this just your usual, you know, semi-annual rant? <laughs> uh, probably both. You know, I go on <laughs> a daily rant, I think is, you should try it. It's really healthy. You just get it out, you know, just. I don't have to try it, Phil. I've been doing it vicariously by listening to you yeah. way is too that, much. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. I know. No, Moderator, come in and. um, Yeah, man. Just want to say thanks again. Nice shirt, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, good good quality merch. Yeah, you know it. where you, you know where you can get those at is if you go to uh noguts.galaxystore.com. You got a got a Ooh. wide variety. There's even mouse pads. Big freaking mouse pads. Big freaking mouse pads. They're, it's like 36 <laughs> inches by 18. They're huge. But I mean, they're pretty they're pretty baller. I don't even have that much desk space at this point. <laughs> I was like and and then you posted that uh like LED mouse pad. I was like you might as well just start like that's a desk like the size of these some of these mouse pads are getting but um anyways if you'd like one head those over. are to go with the desk those companies also yeah, make though yeah. rgb everything so yes um but yeah guys just want to say thank you again for listening um we'd love to hear your comments what do you guys think about the topics we talked about if you haven't checked out mcm and you love mech commander make sure to go download obviously we'll let you guys know more about the steam launch and the workshop i'm just we don't know we don't know if they'll have that ability and then same thing with gog how's that going to work Obviously, we have Nexus, so you can always manually do it if need be. Um, I do like having the Epic one. It's a little bit of a pain for us, though, when we get like a new build because then I got to go turn it off. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about that. But um, so pay attention to that. We'll all update you guys. I'm sure me and Tori here will sit back down and like talk about, hey, this is this is happening and this is what we're maybe we'll showcase or whatever. Um, but yeah, if, uh, you guys liked the podcast, make sure to hit that like subscribe button, leave the comments down below. Um, by the way, this podcast is supported by viewers and listeners. If you're out there like you, if you enjoy what I do here, if you like the discussions, the podcast, the content that I create on a daily basis, consider supporting in a variety of ways, whether that's heading over to Twitch and hanging out and enjoying consider becoming a sub. It really does help. Like I said, every little bit counts. Um, if you want to become a podcast sponsor, maybe you want to sponsor a podcast like this. Uh, maybe, uh, you want to sponsor individually or you have a unit you want to give a shout out to or anything like that. Um, check out the Patreon as well. Uh, but also you can just reach out to me on discord and we can talk about that. Um, and of course that's also stream. Maybe you want to sponsor a stream. Let me know. Who knows? We'll talk. Um, and of course, if you shop on Amazon, um, if you want to help support me and the podcast, uh, consider using my associates link. I'll have it down below all these links down below, by the way. Um, it adds nothing to your cart and your order, but I get kickbacks when you guys order like anything. It doesn't give me personal info. So like, I don't know who ordered whatever. It just shows like, Hey, you know, someone bought whatever, a, a, a 30, 80, I don't know, whatever. Good luck with that. Um, but anyways, I'll have those links down below. Uh, if you'd like to help out. And by the way, if you are purchasing on Epic Game Store, I do have a, a uh, code. I don't know what do they call it there. Anyways, it's Tiny Terrier. Uh, I'll have this again in the links down below, but multiple ways for you guys to support. Again, all I ask is what? how do you value my content? And I think that's very important. If you have the ability, obviously if you're still in the middle of COVID, some people don't have jobs. I'm not talking to you. You got to worry about you, focus on you and your family. Uh, but if you have the ability, uh, what is my content worth to you? Again, consider heading over to Patreon and support. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you again. We've had huge feedback about Podcast 204. And I just sat down with Beard yesterday with 205. 
and we'll um, be coming out with this one with Tori as well. And I've got more podcasts lined up. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited, man. Thank you again for being on. Thank you for putting up with me and uh, me. being a being a mod, and then also being our lead guy. Um, look forward to seeing what happens. Obviously, we only have a few more months between now and the launch, and and uh, on to the the fun, the diving into all the goodies. So get, all, all the work I have to do. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. More rants will come. <laughs> Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, just want to say thank you again. Uh, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast signing off for tonight. My name is Phil. Until next time. There you go. We're working on it. It's all right. It's, it's all right. I don't blame you.